Bonjour, everyone. Welcome back in bed with the fitness industry. I'm Nathalie Lacombe, your career and business coach and Cupid. And it's my absolute pleasure on this edition to welcome my friend who I miss dearly and thank goodness get to see in bed today, Lindsay Vastola. Welcome. Hello, friend. Hello. Can you see me? Yes. Okay, because I can't see myself. So as long as you can see me, that's probably it's fine. <laughs> I can I can absolutely see you. Good. And my asking. bed and you know the environment you got. And me. the bed and good. the environment. Good, 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 uh, welcome, good. Lindsay. Um, oh. such a pleasure to have you here today. Such a pleasure to connect with you. You and I actually have these conversations a lot, and we're like, let's turn them on to so that everybody can benefit from your incredible insights um and the sharing and the generosity that you have always had, which is, I think, why you and I connected um, since the first time that we met. For those of you who don't know Lindsay, she's the creator of Momentum 365, which is a turnkey mindset and habit change platform for fitness and wellness companies. She's the founder of Vast Potential, always love that name, <laughs> Vast Potential and Body Project, uh, the former editor of Personal Fitness Professional Magazine. She's a speaker, a trainer, and a consultant across all these industries. Welcome, Lindsay. Thank you so much for coming today. Joining us in, uh, you know, comfy kind of clothes. Usually, say, I love that you said what you usually wear to bed is t-shirt that you grab for free at conferences. It's been a yes. while. <laughs> it has. And those, I just said, you know what? It's a special occasion, so okay. I'm going to I'm going to do my I'm going to get my monogrammed, you know, fancy pajamas. Love it. <laughs> just for you, but yes, usually it's just one Love of those, it. you know, like your free conference teacher t-shirts. Yeah, <laughs> which I feel like the last one you would have had might be a little bit dingy because it's been a while. We're due for a new t-shirt. It's been a while. That's what I'm excited about the, getting back to events for the t-shirts. I never thought I'd be that person, but I <laughs> The t-shirt or the gym bags of the amount of gym bags that we've had at those events. And you normally, you're one, one of those try and get an eight hour kind of sleepers, right? So you normally like to go to bed at 10 and wake up at six. Yeah. And I've actually pushed that back an hour. I've really found that extra hour earlier. Um, I When I owned my gym, I was up, you know, 3.30, 4 a.m. And I think I, after you know, leaving this, the studio gym space three years ago, I needed a long time to like detox from 4am wake ups. Um, yeah. and, but I remember how much I loved those early morning before the world mm. wakes up. And so, um, I really am finding I'm actually most productive in like that five to six, six thirty before I got to do the kids and school and everything. So, nice. um, but aiming for a consistent 10 ish, time you know bedtime but finish bedtime yeah. I find it easier it's funny I when when he had our dog and they used to realize that I do wake up with him and I wake up with the sun so the, as we're getting closer to spring and summer yeah. I'm waking up earlier it's more easy like in the winter time that 4 a.m is like uh, it's cold it's, it's the middle of the night dark. <laughs> yeah, for sure for sure exactly. uh, thank you so much for coming in and and we just realized that we'll probably be able to see 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 and see squeeze each other um in the next few weeks but thank you so much for coming in now and sharing with everybody who's watching either on youtube or on our podcast channel um and sharing 
what you've noticed, I mean, since 2019, I think end of 2019 is the last time you and I saw one another. How has your focus changed? I mean, as a leader, a presenter, an educator, a coach, all these things that you do, how have you seen your focus shift over the last couple of years? Yeah, I think personally, and some of it, it's really interesting. I think that the shift was happening prior to the pandemic in terms Mm -hmm. of, you know, what do I call myself and my business, right? In terms of the the products and services that I'm that I'm selling, like the programming, but then the piece, you know, as it fits into the fitness industry. And it's interesting, you know, if I look back when I started my business, I, I my first business, it was body project fitness and wellness. And it was really strange, you know, I always felt wellness resonated with me because I knew what I believed wellness was, that I believed mm. people needed in their life. But I ended up changing it at at one point a few years later to fitness and lifestyle because I think lifestyle seemed at that point to be kind of the word people were looking for a healthier lifestyle. And and for me, there was kind of always this visceral like wellness. Does that feel too hokey? Does it feel like will, will people think that it's. I don't know, you know, crystal balls and oils and that sort of thing. Yeah, a bit you know, more wellness. than people were prepared to. Right, right. They weren't ready it for it in the same mm. way. Mm. And as I left like the, you know, owning my fitness studio and shifted into taking what I learned in that space, the mindset piece, the habit change piece, yes. um, at its essence, what it really is, is its wellness. And and it used to be easier to, to sell lifestyle habit change. And, and now it is, you know, people are aware of it. But more than ever, I'm noticing um, consumers, this is what they're actually seeking out now. Like before it was a sort of like, come for my fitness and oh, by the way, you're going to get this wellness stuff. Hmm. And I think there's been a shift a little bit before the two years especially with topics like burnout, especially in the corporate space and so on. Mm. But the last Mm. two years, wellness and well-being, the definition for consumers, they are looking for it. So how has it changed for me is I'm really kind of stepping in and owning that I I truly am a wellness company. The products and services I'm, I'm offering are wellness Um, and looking at, it's interesting, even if you look at, um, uh, companies who are analyzing different market trends, there never was a wellness category because how do you Mm. quantify wellness now Mm. with all the wellness companies, um, the watches, the aura rings, um, you know, the technologies, um, and all the online coaching space, wellness is something they're actually measuring. So maybe it just gave me some confidence that this is something now it's, it's not superfluous out here. It's something more tangible and measurable. Um, and then really kind of stepping in, owning that and now promoting it. So, so that becomes the thing that we can talk about, teach it, Mm. sell it, promote it, coach it and train it. So, Mm. It's interesting. I find even, I mean, the the concept of physical health and mental health and the concept of mental health has been brought up a lot, even from the traditional fitness industry yeah. in the last couple of years, because when people no longer act, were able to, for, for that time, for that period of time, access to physical space where 
physical fitness is what, um, or that health was pulling. People were like, yeah, it's one thing that, you know, I, I, I'm struggling in my physical health, but my mental health is what has taken such a turn, me no longer accessing fitness. And I think that that, the fact that mindfulness, like you said, is coming out. And I just, now that you mentioned it, uh, the mindfulness on my Apple watch now has, cause they used to have just the breathe section. And now I'm getting like, you know, mindfulness triggers on my watch now, which I never had before. And I'm like, oh, look at them. This purposeful life, the everything, right. it's like everything is out there. People saying, I want to live with purpose. I want to have the right lifestyle. I want to live a mindful life. I want to take care of my physical, mental, immune health. It's all wrapped into it. Um, and so I love that you are well, it's, it doesn't surprise me that it's always been there. And now that you're like, no, it's at the forefront of what I do now because yeah. it's where everybody's paying attention to it. I've always cared about it. Um, and I love that it's helping you stay genuine in what it is that you're doing now and moving forward. So yeah, that's, that's yeah. really cool. Have you noticed it that that even the market, so, what, how, so we're talking about how, what, what's offered out there um, by, uh, by people in the industry and outside of the industry. What about clients? What about members? Are you noticing that they're asking for things differently that you're like, yeah, this is what I've always held on to for my entire career. And I'm so glad that people are, 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 you know, gravitating toward yeah. asking for these services. To me, this is, you know, I, I've said it for even pre-pandemic, and this is not to toot my own horn. I think it's just a, a, a the natural evolution of what's happened with the consumer space mm -hmm. is I think we used to have to work a lot harder to educate the importance of mindfulness, the importance of self-awareness, mm -hmm. the importance of habit change and, and these sort of things. And you the, you listed like 10 words in like your, your last minute or so there that mm -hmm. consumers are saying on their own, right? I know I need mindfulness. I know I need, you know, maybe it's not meditation, but I, I heard it's good for me. And so I should yeah. do it. Right? Or just breathing. <laughs> breathing, <laughs> mental well-being. Whereas mm -hmm. before, I think the language of, of a lot of the consumers were things like, I have to get back on track. And get back yeah. on track meant get back into a crazy fitness routine and on a, and a, mm. on a restrictive diet plan. Now they know they need something more. I think the difference with the consumer now is they know they need something more, but they're still not quite sure what that more looks like. Mm. Is it a piece of technology? Is it a coach? Um, now they're presented with several options, but they're maybe still navigating. Um, it's not as clear cut as I have to get fit. I'm going to go to the gym. So they know they need something. And I think what I'm a, a couple things I've noticed that are different prior to, and this kind of goes more into the fitness space. What I've observed is the marketing and the messaging around fitness center studios was come for the community. Everybody wants community, community mm -hmm. support, like-minded people, same goals. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I think kind of ironically, or what's the word like the, you know, paradoxically, mm. I think people, as much as they've been alone, they're, they're actually fearful. They don't want community immediately. Like that's not what they're being sold on. They know they're going to need some individual there. You know, maybe they're mm, uh, personalization. Confident. Yeah. They want personalization. Mm. Maybe it's been two years since they've been in a gym and now they feel like a beginner again. So stepping foot back in a gym feels mm. like that daunting task. And so, you know, our consumers, I think the, the way they're going to come into fitness and wellness 
isn't the typical, like come in for our free trial Zumba class or come in for a personal training session. Are they going to come in? I think they're looking for come for our habit change workshop, come for our stress management workshop. It's an easier foot in to get them into that environment, being around people, but they're coming for themselves. I had a, I had somebody in one of my group programs tell me that once, uh, just a couple of uh, months ago, where I used to, my curriculum and my programming, one of the core tenets was, you're going to be in a community of, of women who are like-minded. Yeah. And, and I had a few people say, you know what? I'm here for me, and I and I and I like that. That's kind of a bonus to be around women. But mm. right now, I, I it's about me. So I think it's just an interesting thing to consider. That's really interesting. Yeah. yeah. And and I mean, attracting beyond because you know we we keep talking about this about 15% of the population that's a member of a gym or a structured physical activity environment. And if we're going to want to go beyond that, plus it's dropped, it's dropped since in the last couple of years. And if we want to go beyond that, attracting them by the same thing we've been attracting them with, which is sculpting their bodies, which is what we've done as an industry. I'm generalizing, yeah. but as an industry, that's what we've done for 40 years now. Um, if we want to get more people, then yeah, if we want to demystify and take away the anxiety around the environments for sure. Abs uh, yeah. Bringing it through stress, bringing them through a improve your sleep workshop. Right. You know, <laughs> and and having them come in for that and then being like, yeah, yes. physical activity isn't, we're not a, we're not a quote unquote gym. We are, you know, supporting preventative health right. or the change or whatever you talk about physical activity is an integral part of that but that's part of how you get better sleep that's part of how you cope better with stress that's part yeah. I, I love that that idea of attracting them with something different right. that is solving a problem that they have for themselves that's not bicep curls right and what that does um is it provides a missing link like if we're talking strictly yeah. business how does this yeah. impact the business it impacts retention uh, with uh, that's the first thing that comes to mind because yeah. you know I was just talking yesterday with a, a she she manages a medical uh, wellness medical fitness facility that's attached to a hospital and she said one of the most the biggest challenges we see with our with our trainers is they get a client in but then it's you know once they get off track or they have their one or two sessions yeah. and they fall off that trainer doesn't have the tools. Hmm. To, to retain them, to get them coming, how to get them to come back in after they've missed a few sessions or, or what have you. And so in, in if they're coming in on the premise of you have 10 personal training sessions or you're coming for this class, um, you know, that 10 to 15 percent are going to be the same self, generally self-motivated people that we've been, you know, targeting the whole time to get that yeah. other 80 percent. We need to teach them from the beginning, right? From their first in, like really enculturate with the staff and their journey from the minute they come in, how they're actually, what are the motivators that are going to keep them sustaining with, with their fitness, teaching the coaches and the trainers and the front desk staff how, mm. to, how to just approach that gap. Like that's the missing link to me is the link anymore isn't come in for the free personal training session. We'll teach you how to get fit. It's mm -hmm. how are we going to teach you actually how to sustain that and, and, and actually teaching that with those, some of those topics that we talked about earlier. And, and you share some of those programs because I'm thinking of both from a, a club manager or a studio owner perspective, and then from even like a coach or a fitness professional perspective that are like, I would love to do this. This is where some of your programs 
actually mm -hmm. mine that gap, right, Lindsay? Yes. Yeah. So my, you know, the, the thinking, you know, what I did with my fitness studio for 15 years, you know, different iterations of um, what started as really, you know, at a core, you know, food and fitness, right? And then I realized, I said, but what do I have to really teach these, these members that, you know, so they can actually stick with it long term, right? The, the, it's, it's the stress. Why do they stop exercising because of a stressful situation? Okay, I need to teach them stress resilience. Mm -hmm. um, uh, you know, making better food choices where it's, you know, they can actually live life and not feel like it's so prescriptive and rigid. Yeah. And there's strategies and ways to do this. So how do I take this program that works so well for the retention in my in my business, my fitness business, um, but it also served as a tool, and I didn't really consciously realize this at the time, but that same program was the tool that I used to train my staff. And mm. this is how we provide the best results for our clients. And in doing so, they learned emotional intelligence. They learned self-awareness. They learned communication mm -hmm. skills through the same strategies, right? Like learning how to teach this program, coach this program with our clients. Mm -hmm. They had to learn how to coach a little bit differently, which only made them better fitness coaches, but it also gave them an, an amazing uh, just career and personal development um, yeah. piece as well, yeah. which helped my retention for my staff. And I didn't see the turnover. Huh. In right. staff. So, you know, the way I kind of see these types of programs is it's it's really this all-encompassing wellness for your staff, consistency, better outcomes, more purposeful, deeper coaching. A lot of fitness professionals, they want to do more than just fitness because at some point mm -hmm. they see their clients need more um, and, and they know that it can't just be, uh, and the key is it can't just be the like, I give motivation during my classes, right? It has to be... Mm -hmm. There has to be a curriculum. There has to be a journey. There has to be something more specific for them to sink their teeth into. I love that. Is that some of the projects that you're looking forward to in the the months to come and, and continue to make those types of programs available to, um, to those who are looking to take it beyond fitness, shift towards mindset, shift towards wellness, shift towards habit yeah. changing, et cetera? Yeah. yeah? Yeah, so that's what. So my, I have an eight-week program that is is kind of that like foundational. Um, you know, it it talks about you know the the basic habits, um, and not basic habits, but really that missing link between maybe there's a reason why you're not sticking with fitness. Let's look mm. at fitness a different way. Let's look mm. at the way you approach food in a different way. Let's look at stress management a different way. Um, and so, and doing it in these really engaging um, through courses and videos, but that in person, whether it's one-on-one -on -one coaching, group coaching. Mm. Um, so, what I've been working on, you know, I have several um, uh, fitness facilities and a few medical practices actually looking to, uh, or they've licensed the programs, integrated nice. it as private label programs that they offer as sort of their signature well-being wellness programs that complement. So it's not a fitness, these aren't fitness and diet plans. They perfectly complement the current services that a fitness center, a wellness center offer. Right. Um, but, but it does it in a way that's curriculum based. It gives the client, the member, a very specific pathway and journey, which I think a lot of fitness centers miss. They need mm. to communicate a journey for the client from the moment they start. What's mm. the promise? Where are they taking them? And how are they going to support them there? So 
Uh, yeah, these mm -hmm. programs for me selfishly, um, well, not selfishly, but, you know, it, it bridges, <laughs> it gives me the opportunity to obviously impact the clients and get better outcomes for their clients. But what I love doing is, you know, this program, same program also teaches uh, the, the staff, the trainers, for them to get better outcomes, to have more meaningful careers, yeah. to then, you know, perpetuate that impact that we're having. Love that. And, and you know, as, as you know, helping those fitness pros and, and uh, leaders of all kinds thrive in their careers is, is yes. what I'm absolutely passionate about. So I love that you've got you these programs both. there that help do that. I know. You need both. It's like we're living, we're living um, these like twin lives in Canada <laughs> and the U.S. <laughs> With similar floral bedding as well. <laughs> I, yeah, I love that. Um, listen, looking forward to, 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 you know, the rest of 2022. Um, what, what are you optimistic about? What keeps you grounded? What are you noticing as moments of gratitude? How are you seeing what's coming up and helping yourself stay grounded and helping yourself stay grateful um, yeah. moving forward? Um, I think it's, um, well, little things in, ter in terms of gratitude. And I'm really conscious of this. My, my family and I, we made a big move. We uprooted our family and, and moved about nine months ago from New Jersey mm. to North Carolina. And that was a big change. And, I, and I've noticed um, when I do hard things. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, so it's interesting because maybe that's the opposite of staying grounded, but actually what keeps me grounded and humble and pushing forward and, and doing and and not getting complacent is mm. when I have to have pattern interrupts. Like I have to mm. make sure that I am every day I challenge myself to reach out to somebody. So somebody in the industry, a past client. Um, so it keeps me, it, it keeps my finger on the pulse. Um, that mm. keeps me grounded, reminds me why I'm doing what I'm doing. So mm. I don't know if that's the exact answer that you want, yeah. but you know, for 2022, you know, I have a big vision for my Momentum 365 programs. I think, mm. I think, I know it can make a huge difference in the lives of clients and the lives of um, professionals in our industry. I know it. And in order for me to um, execute and realize that vision, what are those hard things I do every day, those uncomfortable things I do every mm. day? And mm. then on the other side of those uncomfortable things um, is progress. It's momentum, right? Mm. So I yeah. love the concept of pattern interrupt because, um, I mean, we, we had one. Yes. And then we got into some other ones because two years is certainly pattern producing, <laughs> certainly habit changing. And now it's the it's the pattern interrupt to then move forward to something yeah. new again. Um, and change is uncomfortable, but that's that's what we share with others all the time. We help others go through change. And so I love the I love the authenticity of you saying yeah. I need to do it for myself from time mm -hmm. to time and, and surround yourself with those opportunities. So thank yeah. you so much for sharing oh, that. Thank you. We will put all over the podcast and the posts and everywhere. And you guys can see it on my website, how to get in touch with Lindsay um, to yeah. reach out to her. I can promise you having had benefited from her generosity of spirit and insights that she will do that for anybody who reaches out to her and connect with you there, whether um, you want to just connect, whether you're looking into the programs or anything else. Thank you so much for your time. I cannot wait to see you in squeeze you. Oh, I know. <laughs> I'm looking forward to it too. And we shall see one another soon. Merci, yes. Lindsay. Merci. Ciao. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye. Thank you.